Odyssey celebrates Mother's Day, brought to you by T-Mobile. You can count on T-Mobile to help you stay connected on America's largest 5G network. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. You'll be glad you did. 97.1 FM Talk Podcast. Welcome to another edition of Second Amendment Radio and the Great Outdoors. Tony Colombo here in studio with producer Chad Ellis and joining us once again from the Matthews compound somewhere in southern Missouri is my partner, Bo Matthews. Bo, can you hear me? I can. Can you hear me okay? Oh, yeah. Loud and clear. That deep voice is booming in. You sound good. How are you, my friend? You know, I'm doing okay. I, I think I finally shook my head cold uh, that I had for like six weeks. Man, it was no a kidding. sinus infection or, inf- uh, 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 I don't know, uh, allergies. Who knows? Of course, I can't tell you how many times I thought I had con- coronavirus, but I think I'm on the other side of it. <laughs> Good. That's great. Are you how getting... You? Uh, I'm feeling fine. I, you know, I'm feeling fine. I'm still not getting used to uh, the this new world. You know... It's it's weird because just about any situation, once just it's just human nature that even if it's very foreign to you, even if it is bizarre, once you live that life for several weeks, yeah. it start your your body just automatically adjusts and things start to feel normal, even if they haven't been, if even if this hasn't been your normal for your entire life, but for some reason. This still does not feel normal to me. This still feels very weird. I'm not any more used to it today than I was three weeks ago or whatever when it started. What about you? It, you know, it's fatiguing, and I'm not a runner, never been a runner, but I would say that this is probably mile 12 of a, of a marathon um, because, really, we've got a long way to go with the social distancing and the self-quarantine, shelter-in-place, whatever you want to call it. We've got a long way to go, Tony, and, I mean, the, we're we're saying this is the new norm, but it just doesn't feel like normal. Mm-mm. It doesn't feel normal. I'm I'm ready for things to go back to the way they were. I know that that's not happening anytime soon, but hopefully we are at least halfway there. Some of the news stories that are finally coming out from around the world and around the country are starting to show that maybe we're getting to the peak of this, and we'll start the. We'll start running downhill instead of uphill. So we'll see. It is pretty amazing. I I actually looked up because uh, I'm shocked at, at how many cases are being reported in the network news. You know, almost a half a million or over four hundred thousand, whatever. And so I got to thinking, how come we're not hearing about uh, numbers in Russia very much? We don't. Because they don't hear... report them. I understand, but to to get a handle on it, you know, they're they're dealing with it. Maybe they just don't let anybody in. They don't I, let I don't... anybody in. North Korea. They have one case in North Korea. Isn't that crazy? <laughs> one case. The North Korean government has confirmed one case of COVID-19. I mean, wow. it's not that's not real. And China, you know, even the numbers in China can't be trusted. So, and I don't trust Putin to be accurately reporting. They have four times the people and we have four times as many cases as China supposedly yeah. has. Yeah, yeah this I just is, don't buy it. 
I don't know. You, you just got to take care of yourself. That's the only way we're going to do this. And, and that's what we're doing. I mean, I'm here remotely, but, you know, thanks to technology, we can do so much this way. And so it is good to be on the show with you. Yeah. Great to uh, talk with you as well. And don't go anywhere. We've got a great show for you. In a few minutes, we're going to check in with our friend Nick Schroer, State Rep Nick Schroer, and get his thoughts on how the governor has handled all of this, how this has affected the Missouri legislative session. And we know that there were a lot of gun bills being discussed in the Missouri legislative session this year. And I don't know where the, the status of any of those, because I don't even know if they're what's happening there in the legislative session. I don't know if they're moving forward, if they've tabled a bunch of this stuff. So we will check in with Newsmaker Nick, State Rep Nick Schroer, in the next segment. And right now, of course, we'll start the show uh, the same way we do every week with our good friend Aaron Tarlow, the owner of Southern Armory. Aaron, are you there? Can you hear me? I can hear you, and I'm here to remind everybody, just because you're quarantined and they've shut down everything doesn't mean that your First Amendment or your Second Amendment are not essential. So Southern Armory... We're essential, and we're open here for you. That's right. It is an essential business. It's been actually kind of refreshing to see even states like Illinois that are infamous for being so opposed to the Second Amendment and try to limit gun rights every chance they get. They have uh, made they've they've said that gun stores are an essential business. So I'm I'm glad to see that that is the way it's been across the country. Yeah, so a lot of people don't realize there's actually a revised statute of Missouri um, that says gun stores are essentials, um, can't be really interfered with. And we've had a a lot of people that we've just talked to kind of in passing um, that are surprised we're, quote, essential. And it's like, well, how else would you get your guns or ammunition? And they're like, well, I could buy it from my neighbor. And I'm thinking to myself, you know, I had people come to me and say, hey, can I get an AR from you and magazine and ammunition uh, just until this whole craziness is over in case something pops off? I'm thinking to myself, no. Are you out of your mind? Get your own. <laughs> um, because, you know, that, that is my, that's my rifle, my magazine, my ammunition. What if I need it? So uh, I think it's been a call for a lot of people. We've seen a lot of first-time buyers in. When people who said, well, I never thought I needed a shotgun. I never thought I needed a handgun. I've got, you know, hunting rifles, but um, now I feel I need this or I need a AR-15 or an AK-47, et cetera. So it's definitely been an interesting um, experience here over the last few weeks. Uh, you know, the firearms industry, when you look at it as a whole, is deemed essential for, for a few reasons. A, uh, where if, if the government would say, well, it's not essential, and they would shut down the manufacturers of ammunition, firearms, optics, et cetera, and then we would ha- that would put us in a prime position for a foreign country uh, to try to um, attack us. This is just you know my opinion, but some people's opinion may differ. But now all of a sudden you've shut down the ability for the U.S. to produce arms uh, to arm a government entities and be just the common man Remember, a well, well-regulated militia is referring to you. So, um, not a real big surprise here that it's been deemed, uh, essential, not only by states, but also by the uh, federal government. 
And are we still seeing the big run on guns and ammunition? The big story for the last couple of weeks has been the boom that this has created in the firearms industry. Is that continuing on or is that starting to flatten? No, we're, we're still seeing as soon as we get shipments in of five or ten guns, really by the end of the day, uh, that those guns are gone. Uh, bigger shipments, we're getting in 25, 35 guns. Those may linger for a day or two, but uh, ammunition, again, that's booming, magazines, firearms, et cetera, all out the door very quickly. And what about what about your inventory on that stuff? Is it is it difficult to keep ammunition on the shelves? Have you been able to do so? I know that some stores have, you know, basically had to treat ammunition like toilet paper and limit the purchase amounts and all of that because it's been such a hard thing to even keep in stock. That is that is across the board. Every store it seems is is doing that on on some level. Um, we've had to do it on certain calibers, other calibers. We've had a plethora of, um, ammunition. So it's, that's not an issue. Um, working with our partners at wholesale level to get those, um, consumable products, the, the powder, the projectiles, the primers, the ammunition, uh, in and keep them in. And then we've got local manufacturers that we've carried, uh, for a while. And we've just told them, whatever you can get us. Um, so we had one of them say, well, I got 10,000 rounds of 9 millimeter in the works right now. It's like, great. When can it be here? <laughs> yeah. you want all 10? Yes, we, we do. You know, so, um, so as long as they keep it coming in, we'll uh, keep it uh, coming out to uh, the end user. Absolutely. And what about uh, this question that uh, popped up in my head before the show today was people that want to that maybe have had a gun that they've been wanting to sell for a very long time. Is this a great time to sell a gun because you guys need the inventory so bad? And maybe this is the the time to get a, a premium if you're in the if you you know have a, a gun that you've been holding on to for a while that you've been wanting to sell is now the time. So we've not been charging uh, a premium on any of our guns. Uh, so I know that you can get on and you can look at some of your auction sites or some of your uh, other places you can get firearms and you're going to see a $800 Glock 19, right? Uh, when you come into Southern Armory, it's still going to be um, MSRP or less. And I, we've had cons- uh, consumers come in and say, why are you charging so little for this? And it's like, well, the, the correct thing to do is charge MSRP or less, right? Uh, running the normal margin we would we would normally run. Uh, so we're not jumping on the, the bandwagon. Um, there's a particular website out there that has a, a group on Facebook of nothing but haters uh, because you know they they jump on and they sell ammunition for four, five, six, ten times the original value mm. uh, of what of what it was. Uh, so, you know, obviously the cost definitely does go up. Manufacturers, wholesalers jump on board and say, hey, you know, we're no longer going to charge wholesale side uh, X. So it's sitting on the shelf for around $12. We're going to charge, you know, double what we were charging before. And now it's going to be sitting on the shelf for around 23, 24, 25 bucks. Um, the one wholesaler I was at that had some hollow point ammunition. And it had been on clearance, and uh, it, was, it had always been on clearance. They just had a, a just a ton of it they'd gotten in, 
and uh, it was on clearance for eight dollars a box, and so we would put it on the shelf for around twelve bucks. Um, when I went in to pick up about thirty guns and some other ammunition, etc., I noticed they had it still, and I said, "Oh wow, you still got that? You know, is it still eight dollars a box?" And she goes, "No, it's twenty now." Mm. I go, "Oh, how much do you have?" She goes, "We got plenty." been on clearance for a while said yeah I, I know i come in and you know buy a case every once in a while when we need it you know just as a, a lower price point hollow point and uh and so i was like well I, I guess i'll take four of the nine and the four of the 40 and three of the 45 and and it was gone by the end of the day um even hmm. at that higher at that higher premium cost for us to get it wholesale um which brought it up into what the normal range of hollow points used to be uh, when you when you see them, generally your hollow points are around a dollar round, and that's what it worked out to be. Do customers do customers blame you or or make you know accuse you of raising the prices when they see things like that, and you have to explain? Yeah. Look, it wasn't me, buddy. <laughs> they they did this to me, and I just have to pass it on, so I'm not losing money on the deal. Yeah, absolutely. Hmm. Um, and and the consumers don't understand. It's like. You know, the manufacturers and the wholesalers jump on board uh, immediately and will start jacking prices up. And they, even though they bought it at that lower rate when, when times were good, they're still going to double or triple the wholesale price on us. We're still running the same 13, 15, 20 percent uh, margin we've always run. Uh, and then the trick for us is not to get stuck with it. Okay. Yeah. Uh, and so, you know, we're not going to go, we're not going to go out and buy. 20 cases of this and 20 cases of that and 20 cases of something else uh, as far as ammunition because we because let's say the bubble pops right now all of a sudden we still got most of the ammunition left we paid that higher premium for it now all of a sudden the wholesale price is half of what it used to be therefore we can only charge half of what we're charging now uh, so they've taken money directly out of the business um, just just by doing that so we we are thrifty how we purchase stuff. We look for and try to do business with the wholesalers that are not going to jump on board uh, with the panic. The wholesalers that do jump on board, they may say, hey, we can get you five cases of this ammo. We'll take one. Hmm. And then the wholesalers that are not, uh, you know, jumping on board and charging absorbent prices wholesale, you know, hey, we've got five cases. Cool. Just send them all to us. It's uh-huh. not a big deal. Take care of it. So uh, it's a balancing act, and that's what the consumer has to understand is yeah. wholesalers and manufacturers are doing it. Uh, one of our manufacturers we deal with in southern Missouri that makes 5.56223 ammunition, uh, you know, went from $0.32 cents around wholesale. We were selling it for around $0.40 cents, um, up to – he's like, this is $0.75 cents for this. This is $0.80 cents for that if you want it. And it's like, wow, okay, how much do you have? And it was just, you know, 2,000 rounds. It was like, okay, we'll take it. You know, uh, if he'd have been like, "We well, got to take a pallet," I'd have been like, "Pass." You know, I don't need, I don't want forty, fifty thousand rounds of that. That's a premium, um, and we just won't sell through it. So I think consumers balked at it, and it's like, "Where else are you going to find it, man?" Like, this is the only stuff I could find, and he wanted a premium, and he he got it because he was he knew he was the only manufacturer um, sitting on it because he knew all the wholesalers and all the other manufacturers were either sold out because they pre-sold it. Or they had already sold it on invoices. He was ready to ship, so he could he could charge what he wanted. It was a blank check for him, uh, and good you know good for him. You know mm. that's sarcasm, pretty heavy right there. <laughs> uh, that is, 
Yeah, that is Aaron Tarlow, of course, the owner of Southern Armory. Aaron, before we run out of time, if people aren't familiar with Southern Armory, they haven't been out there to see you guys yet. This is the time to go. Uh, how can people learn more about Southern Armory and find you guys? Yep, Southern Armory, you can uh, find us on Facebook. Uh, you can stop into the store, 9901 Watson Road. And, uh, Watson Road, we're one mile east of 270 and 44. Uh, you can find us at southernarmory.com. Southernarmory.com. That's southernarmory.com. Mm-hmm. And then, uh, you know, we've got modified hours um, because we're catching up on paperwork. We're getting new inventory in. Uh, so we open at noon. We close at 6. It's a little different. Normally we, we open at 10 a.m., but we get our shipments in the morning. And so what we're trying to do is we're trying to get that stuff logged in. Uh, and then, you know, we're staying there until 6.37 at night trying to finish up paperwork uh, from that day. So it, it's bear with us. We've had to cut back hours a little bit um, just to kind of keep up with the flow. But uh, we're getting stuff in on a regular basis. You can call. Not only can you call, you can also – um, you can also uh, follow us on Facebook when we get in shipments, firearms, anything interesting, etc. Uh, you'd be able to uh, be able to find it there. Great stuff, Aaron Tarlow. Thank you so much for your time. We'll talk to you again next week. In the meantime, make sure you are following Southern Armory on Facebook and check them out on the web at southernarmory.com. We'll talk to you next week, my friend. All right, awesome. Thanks, sir. Bye. You bet. All right, we got to take a quick break. When we get back, we are going to talk to State Rep Nick Schroer. Also, John Dawson and Jake Fair from Osage County Guns going to be joining us a little bit later on the show. Don't go anywhere. Plenty more to talk about on Second Amendment Radio and the great outdoors. We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Hello and welcome back to Second Amendment Radio and the Great Outdoors. I'm going to do one of these right here. Oh, yeah. There we go. <laughs> That's what we're going through these days. That was uh, that was perfect. Sound good, right? <laughs> Tony Colombo here in studio with producer Chad Ellis. Bo Matthews is in the Matthews compound practicing proper social distancing. And uh, in just a moment, we're going to be talking to, as I mentioned in that last segment, Representative Nick Schroer. Get an update on what's happening in the Missouri legislative session. I really don't even know... I don't know anything. I don't even know if they, they're meeting. I don't know if they are discussing bills. I don't know if this whole this whole session's been tabled. It's usually something that I keep up with, you know, big time. But I, it, we've been so inundated and overwhelmed by coronavirus news and, and covering that that everything else has sort of fallen by the wayside, which is not good. And so we're going to get an update from Nick Schroer here in just a minute. I want to remind folks that we post two podcasts of this show every week. We post a show podcast before it even airs. Show podcast is available on Fridays. And then the podcast exclusive, which is content that you can only get on our podcast, we post every Monday. And I got great feedback, Bo, from last week's podcast exclusive with Mike Marfell. We were just talking about fishing. Yeah. I mean, people like, you know, they want to be informed about coronavirus. They want to know what's happening in their world. But they definitely want to talk about and hear us 
talk about things that are not coronavirus. And so I think that just that we had like a 30-minute fishing talk with Mike Marfell, and I think people really enjoyed it. Even though he was not on the water because it was, uh, you know, the weather wasn't, uh, you know, right. Oh, no, no. They they were off of the tournament because of the coronavirus. Stuff. Right, right. So and he was we, off we the water because it was too windy. Yeah, to be we on got the phone. to talk about personal fishing. So <laughs> yeah. that was good. Yeah, no, it was it was great stuff. And you can always, like I said, get those podcasts. Just about anywhere that you download podcasts, you can find our podcast. I think the best way to get it is the Radio.com app, which is free. You download it, and you can rewind live radio with the Radio Rewind feature. You can stream the station 24-7, and you can download the podcast of this and every other show on the station on the Radio.com app. So make sure you are checking out both the show podcast and the podcast exclusive every week. And like I mentioned, last week's podcast, we were talking about fishing and the great outdoors. And anytime we're talking about the great outdoors here on Second Amendment Radio, it is brought to you by Razorback Armory. Razorback Armory is a full-service firearm shop, and they strive to be the area's premier destination for firearm enthusiasts. They've got many, many years in the business, and they are so easy to find. I encourage you to do it. Find them online at RazorbackArmory.com or a half mile east of 270 on Manchester Road right next to the tennis store, and you'll see their sign for sure. Mm-hmm. All right, and let's go ahead and bring newsmaker Nick, State Rep Nick Schroer, into the conversation. Uh, Representative Schroer, always great to talk to you. How, how's it going? Well, uh, glad that you guys are having me on. I've been stuck in my house for a couple of weeks, so it's uh, <laughs> good to hear other voices other than my two little daughters. And what did you call what did you call the uh, the Schroer House a moment ago? Oh, we've got the uh, the Schroer Academy of Extreme Intellect. Uh, it changes day to day depending on how my girls are acting. But uh, today, today we are the advanced courses, uh, and it's fun. So we're we're making homeschooling great again. Advanced intellect, <laughs> I love it. So you you heard me mention there at the beginning of the segment, and I said in the last segment too. I am a news geek that is usually keeping up with everything that happens every year during the legislative session. But this year, because of coronavirus, I have been completely detached from that. I don't even know. I know that I know that you guys aren't meeting like you would normally meet. But what is happening with the legislative session? Is it just completely on hold right now? That's basically the question. I know the uh, this week we, we reconvened for a little bit uh, to deal with the supplemental budget, about six billion with a B uh, dollars combined state and federal money. Uh, basically focusing on resources of need for combating the, uh, the COVID-19 coronavirus. But as of right now, that's all we're doing. Um, all the different bills, uh, and I, I am the only bill myself and Representative Steve Lynch, we had the uh, military spousal reciprocity for licensing reciprocity. That is the only bill I made it to the governor's desk, but we had a bunch. We had a bunch of Second Amendment bills um, that – either went into the Senate or were about to come to the House floor that are put on hold as of right now. Uh, I, we're, we're doing things that are kind of unconventional. Um, there's going to be probably the next couple of weeks we're going to try to come back in uh, in one way, shape, or form and, and try to handle some big-ticket items like fixing the, uh, the gerrymandering bill that the Democrats – uh, rigged up last year on the on the ballot. Uh, there's a couple other items and the budget. So I don't know if any of these other big ticket items, such as my uh, keeping our school safe act, is going to make its way into the Senate. 
but you know, as of right now, nobody is pre- nobody predicted that this was going to happen, and I don't think anybody who's predicting the future right now. It's it's very much like the weather; it could change on a day to day basis. Have they not given you any guidance on that at all? Have they not told you one way or another? Like, here's what we're here's the timeline that we're shooting for. Obviously, things could change, or do you just really have no idea? Well, I, you know, I'm kind of in the boat of having no idea because we've had several different stories from uh, House leadership being very optimistic, Senate leadership being optimistic. Um, right before spring break, we were just looking that we might have a week or two extended spring break, uh, but then it, it got worse. And now there's calls for, I know the, the groceries union is calling for wearing masks, uh, mandatory masks when you go into grocery stores. So, um, you know, people are taking it very seriously. And I know uh, this kind of puts governing uh, on hold, as it should. I understand that. Um, but, you know, there are a couple things that we were told that we're absolutely not going to pass some sort of resolution that would allow us to vote from home or mm. electronically, you know, kind of like the old Star Wars or Star Trek, whatever you want to <laughs> you know, think, the, the, the holograms. Right. I wish we could do that, but uh, huh. we don't have the technology to do that yet. But, yeah, basically everything's on hold. I don't know if we're going to faculty's items in an extended session uh you know the, the flaw of that is more taxpayer dollars are being used for the per diems and the salaries um so i don't know i think you know ultimately we are going to come back i think in the summertime when i talk to the health experts here in uh, st charles county they're predicting if we have more weather like we did the past uh this past week with the two uh days in the 80s and 90s uh if we have that in the summertime that should nip this in the bud like it does with the other mm-hmm. flus that are out there. Mm-hmm. But we don't know if this is going to be a second round come December. Um, you know, I, I'm here. I'm waiting, uh, advocating for the people. This is a great time uh, to, to get online, go on Twitter, uh, follow me at Nick B. Schroer. Make your voice heard on uh, how this is impacting you, what you want to see, and how you can actually take a, an active role in this conservative movement. We don't have a lot of very outspoken conservative leaders. We have a lot that that are leading, but are you know aren't active on social media. I think now is the time where if you are stuck at home, use that uh, you know combat this fake news that's out there and help spread the word of conservatism. Hey Nick, uh, real quick on uh, the First Amendment, uh, it talks about uh, the right of the people to peaceably assemble. And so it makes me think of when you guys are getting ready to go to Jeff City to to talk about a Second Amendment bill. Um, I guess. There's no protesting going on, which can you guys still get work done maybe through Zoom or group meetings like that? Or what is it, the Microsoft Teams? Have you guys been using those tools at all? No, I, you know, just to maybe talk back and forth. I know as a new homeschool teacher, we've done that with mm-hmm. uh, my two little ones. But as far as passing a resolution to kind of bypass the regular uh, way that we legislate, that hasn't been done. And I know it's been shot down. Um I don't know if it's going to get – if this does get worse, that could be an option, especially with the technology that we have. But, no, we would have, we would actually have to – there would have to be an act of Congress, so to speak, uh, in order for that to happen, to, to utilize these tools. And I will tell you, the Senate, when they uh, came back to deal with some of the budget stuff, it was the first time ever that the Missouri Senate just streamed the audio. Uh, so they've got some rules um, that they have to bypass even to get uh, phones or computers onto the Senate floor. Uh, so it, it would it would take an act of Congress to make that happen. Talking to Representative Nick Schroer, what bills, uh, Nick, if you could, if you do get back in session and you, it's some kind of shortened session and you 
you know, you have to just kind of fight for the bills at the very top of your priority list. What what were the ones, the Second Amendment related bills that you were that you were working for this year? And and do you think there's any chance of getting that done or is it just going to have to wait till next year? Well, you know, I am very pes- or optimistic in this. You know, I'm usually pessimistic when it comes to the passage of legislation. Um, but, you know, what you're going to see is if we do go back in, a lot of these bo- bills that are moving, um, you're going to see a lot of people like myself uh, putting their priorities on as a Senate amendment uh, or as a House amendment, rather, on a Senate bill to ensure that it's going to get to the governor. Um, you know, some of the ones like the, the Keep Our School Safe Act mandating uh, that we have these trained, licensed, uh, armed security guards or yeah. resource officers in every school. Uh, we've got a couple other ones. I know that there was the Preservation Act uh, that had just came out a couple of weeks before uh, we stopped. But there's a lot of different bills, a lot of tax cut bills that I had uh, that the people of Missouri, people of St. Charles County were pushing for. Uh, but, you know, it's going to be a, a whirlwind, I guess, when we when we reconvene. Yeah, I'm a big fan of that resource officer bill. I hope that you guys get a chance to discuss that this year and it doesn't have to wait an entire another year. But, uh, yeah, I guess we're we'll just have to wait and see. Yeah, you know, it's going to be, you know, on Second Amendment radio, I guess it's the right phrase, but shooting from the hip. Um, not really knowing what targets are going to be moving. I know that there's a couple priorities of Senate and House leadership. But again, we don't know when we're going back. Uh, I wish that we could take advantage of uh, technology and and pass some of these good gun bills, pass some of these tax cut bills, um, small government bills. But as of right now, I guess to prevent the fraud, uh, so you know, I don't have my my daughter sitting here voting yes, no, or present for me. Ah. Uh, they actually want people in the seats, and and it's actually a felony in the state of Missouri for somebody else to vote uh, on the voting machine uh, for a legislator. Yeah. That makes sense. Nick, I, I just want to uh, you know, put it, this out there for so many people that have so much time on their hands and they've already Netflixed and chill and they've done the Tiger yep. King and all that stuff. What can what can <laughs> citizens right. of this great country do to help you help them? Well, the biggest thing is just stay in touch with me. Uh, you can go to my website, nick4rep.com. Uh, Nick for rep all spelled out. You can go to my Twitter at Nick B. Schroer. Uh, my website links you to all my social media, but just stay in touch with me uh, and, and become an active voice. And you don't need to, you know, combat all the fake news. You don't need to beat down all the trolls, but at least let us know that you are out there. Uh, you know, when, when all the polls came out showing that Hillary was going to win in the landslide, uh, it was the, the very non-vocal uh, majority, the, the silent majority, which is present throughout the state of Missouri, throughout the entire country, that needs to take an active role in social media. Uh, you know, I wasn't on Twitter until I started running for uh, for office. And ever since then, you know, there's a, a slew of just fake news that's out there that I have to combat on a daily basis. So that will actually entertain you following myself, Tim Jones, uh, Tony, mm-hmm. the whole gang. There, there's lots of trolls that we – sorry, we got – girls over here going crazy but uh <laughs> that keeps me entertained so hey, you can you can be entertained watching my, my house sounds exactly like that so i understand <laughs> yes well my daughter you know before tiger king was a big uh thing we we had watched the lion king the the live or the the real lion king yeah and she kept calling it the tiger king. and i'm like that's <laughs> not that's not a show that's not a show dear well lo and behold it is so now I'm hoping it is that that somebody who was babysitting her didn't let her watch the Tiger King. <laughs> that is, that's a hot mess. No kidding. That's great. Good stuff. Uh, Representative Nick Schroer, thank you so much for your time. We'll talk to you again really, really soon. 
And make sure you're following Nick on social media and keep up to date with uh, what is happening with the Missouri legislative session and if it's going to get back in session this year or not. So, Nick, thanks yeah, so much. Hope so. Yeah, great yeah, info. Thank you guys. Yep. Thank you, you guys. Bye-bye. We'll talk to you soon. All right, got to take a quick break. When we get back, we're going to talk to our friends John Dawson and Jake Fair from Osage County Guns. Check in with what is happening out there. And those guys are, I think, going to stick around and do the podcast exclusive with us this week as well. So make sure you are getting both Second Amendment Radio and the Great Outdoors podcasts that we put up every week for you on the Radio.com app. Don't go anywhere. Be right back with more Second Amendment Radio and the Great Outdoors. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up and your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. Second Amendment Radio and the Great Outdoors. Tony Colombo here in the studio with producer Chad Ellis joining me on, what are we on, Duo? Yes, little, Google Duo. Yeah, little uh, a little shout out to Google Duo there. What's what we're using to connect with my partner Bo Matthews today who is practicing proper social distancing and is joining us live from his home. Uh, Bo, you still there? Technology is awesome, man. <laughs> yes, it is. Yes, it is. And as I mentioned in that last segment, joining us uh, for this last segment of the show and going to be sticking around and doing the podcast exclusive with us this week is our good friends John Dawson and Jake Fair from Osage County Guns. Uh, guys, great to talk with you. How's it going out there? It's it's going well. We're still super busy and uh trying to keep our heads above water with, uh, you know, everything that's going on and, and just uh, stay on top of shipments and uh, the ever-changing landscape of this industry. Yeah. Uh, so a couple weeks ago, we made the announcement here on the show that because of coronavirus and for many reasons, uh, inventory reasons, and then also above that, just safety reasons, wanting to keep your staff safe and your customers safe, you guys moved to strictly online shopping, closed the retail store, obviously, temporarily uh, while we're going through this. Uh, how's that been going, and is that still the case? Is the retail store still closed, and is it still OsageCountyGuns.com for all of your firearms needs? Yeah, it, it is. Uh, we, we bumped the date. Initially, we were hoping to reopen the retail store this week. That was based on the very early preliminary information. Mm-hmm. Uh, we tentatively bumped that date to April, I believe the 20th. It's going to be a week and a half away. Uh, I think it's going to get pushed again, and it's just based on, you know, kind of just the our evaluation of the situation. Um, customers can shop our website at osagecountyguns.com and place orders. What we're doing is uh, we're setting it up where if you buy a firearm on our website, there's now an in-store pickup option. And we will work with the customer so that they can schedule a time while we're closed to come in and complete their transfer. Uh, we're just really trying to get them to make the purchase and have everything uh, really, you know, kind of tidied up online so that 
we can expedite uh, and minimize, you know, our you know hands-on and contact time just for everybody's overall safety. And are you are you guys still seeing that rush on guns and ammunition that you were seeing in the store right when this was all getting started? Is that still happening online right now? You know, it's it's been steady. I, it, I would say it's starting to slope off. Um, it's you know. Uh, it's it's dropped off this week some. Uh, last week was still absolutely insane. Um, we we set a record last week for I think the total number of shipments uh, for the weekend for a single day. We shipped about seven hundred seven hundred orders in a single day, um, and then wow, um, <laughs> it was a lot of work. Uh, <laughs> and then you know for the week two. Now this week it's starting to slope off. Now that's you know there's a couple reasons. Number one, I think a lot of people who were buying have found what they wanted. Uh, the other reason is that, you know, some of the items that customers are wanting are going out of stock. So we've got, you know, those two factors that are contributing to the, to the I would say, you know, decrease in sales, but it's still much higher than average. And, you know, our, our order volume and everything is still, you know, way above average for this time of the year. Uh, and, and, you know, we just, I would say overall, we don't know what to expect moving forward. You know, everything is, is, you know, on order. Everything that's out of stock is being, you know, reordered. And we're trying to keep, you know, on top of that. And that's really, Jake's done a great job on it. Um, you know, but it's just a really bizarre situation. And even, you know, uh, on the supply side, some of the manufacturers are closed. Some of the distributors are closed. Uh, Jake, I can let him touch on that. You know, he, he does a lot of that for me and helps out with that. Um, and so he's been in touch with all the manufacturers and distributors. John, isn't it a great situation, though, that you're in? Because uh, Osage County Guns started pretty much as an online store, and you guys have already gone through the pains, and, and you've refined that part of it. And here you're back to the square one again, but you've already done all the, the legwork, if you will. Yes. So, you know, our operation is highly efficient uh, with our processes and software. Um, it does allow us to manage and, you know, ship high volume, uh, you know, high quantities in a day like, like last week with 700 orders. Um, so we were set up for that. Uh, the big problem you got to watch is that when you don't expect that big of a jump, uh, I think I mentioned previously, just trying to make sure you're stocked up on even your shipping, shipping supplies. We've been overloading now on all the supplies needed to maintain the back end. Uh, just just in case the rush continues and you, you just don't know what will happen in, in, on the supply side for your shipping uh, materials. I do have a question about uh, uh, why your retail stores closed down because, you know, the, the headlines out of California was the gun stores were not uh, mission critical. Um, is this local uh, government telling you or guiding you along the way? No, I, our decision to shut the retail store down was really just a more of a safety precaution for our employees. Um, you know, when, when you have a, a pandemic, when everybody's out there, you, people are going to take care of themselves regardless of what the, is said. So in an effort to just curb the safety aspects for the employees that we have, we just we shut the retail store down for the massive flow. I mean, we had people driving a few hours away. Um, and if somebody was sick, uh, but still was in a panic that they needed to buy firearms and ammunition and supplies to per protect themselves and their staff in their home. Who's to say that they wouldn't get out there and try to buy like everybody else is. So yeah. it was really just to curb that. Uh, and so it was shutting the doors for the mass 
influx of people just coming in and shopping and then really going to a case-by-case by appointment type of scenario where, you know, buy something online, come in, pick it up. Um, we're still operating that style of business. It was just kind of shutting the mass flow of people coming in and out. Talking to that, Oh, go ahead, John. <clears throat> the, you know, the number of people that would you know, potentially be coming in and looking at the product and handling it and touching it, you increase the likelihood of, you know, the spread if somebody was infected. Mm-hmm. You know, it, it, it's highly probable that, you know, somebody constantly t- touching the popular guns, you know, could, could be affected. And you also got to be careful about with, with metal frame firearms. You know, if you're using cleaning chemicals, you can't use every kind of a chemical uh, on it. And then I, I quite honestly, I don't know the disinfecting properties of, you know, the, the chemicals that are designed for firearms. And so, um, you know, we, we could have, you know, 500 people in a week's time touch, you know, some of the display items Mm -hmm. and, you know, the virus, uh, it it can survive for three to five days on various, you know, uh, types of metal and plastic. Mm Talking to John Dawson and Jake Fair from Osage County Guns. Uh, John, you mentioned there a few minutes ago that there are even some distributors that are shut down. So some inventory is unavailable just because of the rush that has been put on it. And I guess maybe other parts of inventory would be unavailable because it's not being sold right now. Uh, What is the information there? And Jake, maybe you can answer this question the best. Uh, what's the information there that people need to know about what they can and can't get right now and how long it's taking to get uh, certain items? Well, I would say on average right now, even even with manufacturers and or you know certain products that we have to go through distribution on, um, there are a, there's one particular distributor that uh, that is fairly well known that a lot of people use that they've just flat out shut down. Um, and we'll reassume the, the operations probably April 20th is kind of what they're saying right now. Uh, on average right now, everything's about three to four weeks behind, um, whether it's manufacturing or just flat out shipping. Um, you know, even in small items like Magpul, which is, you know, a lot of your magazines and AR parts um, right now, uh, they're four weeks behind uh, in, in getting some. We just got uh, a couple of uh, one really big shipment of several cases of macro products to refill because we were virtually sold out. Um, and we just got that in today. So, you know, getting that back up into the system and uh, in the next, you know, 24 hours. Um, but firearms, Glock, everybody's behind. Nobody nobody anticipated this huge rush. So everybody was kind of left with the standard business. And it's going to take, uh, I would say on average right now, about four weeks for anybody to get something that they're looking for if they can get it at all um mm-hmm. everybody's working overnight a lot of companies that are still open uh have added extra shifts but i'm seeing anything from four to 12 weeks out on product right now how are you guys doing on ammo uh well we were really well um for a day or two um and then uh, it, <laughs> and then, <laughs> um, you know it, it's funny we we sold like 200 cases of nine mil in probably a day. Um, it just went completely crazy. We we're out of what you would expect. Nine millimeter, five, five, six, two, two, three. Um, you know, and, and again, I've told a lot of people, you know, now's the time if you want to look for a fun uh, cartridge, you know, find the ammo first and then buy the gun in that, yeah. in that cartridge, because otherwise you're buying a paperweight. Um, but ammo starting to ship. So, um, you know, we I got a small shipment of some ammo. It wasn't exactly what everybody wants, but ammo's still in the pipeline. 
Um, I would still say you're probably four to 12 weeks before you start to see a lot more ammo show up. Um, we have some, just not a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, and I've got a bunch of orders. Luckily, before all this happened, I had a bunch of orders placed through, uh, staged out for the year. So it's just a matter of them keeping up and shipping it. How are you doing on toilet paper? Just kidding. (laughs) That's Jake Fair and John Dawson from Osage County Guns. We're just about out of time on the show, but the guys are going to stick around and be a part of the podcast exclusive this week. Once again, make sure you are downloading both podcasts of Second Amendment Radio and The Great Outdoors. We release the show podcast on Fridays before the show even airs, and we release the podcast exclusive every Monday. So please make sure you are checking both of those things out. Uh, John, before we end the show today, one more time, since the retail store is closed, what is the best way to check out all of your inventory and take care of all of your firearms needs from Osage County Guns? Yep, everything's on, on OsageCountyGuns.com. It's easiest if you Google us. You'll find us pretty easily. And uh, we're if you do order something, uh, you know, accessories and ammo, um, we're only at about two to three days out uh, or backlog for shipping. So new orders, um, you know, two to three days before they leave our building. And, uh, you know, we're, we're trying our best to, to get that back down to one to two days. Um, next week, we might be back at that level. Great stuff. OsageCountyGuns.com. Check it out for all of your firearms, ammo, accessory, gear. All those needs can be taken care of at OsageCountyGuns.com. That's going to do it for the show. Make sure you are listening as we continue this conversation. Conversation? Conversation on the podcast exclusive. And for my partner, Bo Matthews, and our producer, Chad Ellis, I'm Tony Colombo. Thank you so much for listening to another edition of Second Amendment Radio and The Great Outdoors. Get more at 971talk.com. Odyssey celebrates Mother's Day, brought to you by T-Mobile. You can count on T-Mobile to help you stay connected on America's largest 5G network. 